This is Planet Money from NPR. On Monday, the price of a barrel of oil in the United States fell below zero. Specifically, it fell to negative $37 a barrel. People were paying other people to take oil off their hands. This is not normal. It has never happened before, and until a few days ago, it didn't even seem possible. Hello, and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Mary Childs. And I'm Jacob Goldstein. Today on the show, what just happened to the price of oil and what it tells us about what's happening in the world right now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from E-Trade. Trading isn't for everyone, but E-Trade is. Whether it's saving for a rainy day or your retirement, E-Trade has you covered. They can help you check financial goals off your list. And with a team of professionals giving you support when you need it, you can be confident that your money is working hard for you. Get more than just trading with E-Trade. To get started, visit eTrade.com slash podcast for more information. E-Trade Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Hi, I'm Greg Rosalski, and I write the Planet Money newsletter. In recent weeks, we've talked with a Nobel laureate about the best way to fight COVID-19, and we've got the story of the economist behind the idea of sending checks to everyone. Check it out and subscribe at npr.org slash planetmoneynewsletter. In the United States, when we talk about the price of oil, we don't mean really the price to buy a barrel of oil today. What we mean is the price of a contract to buy oil next month. Traders call next month the front month. So that insane thing that happened a few days ago to the price of oil when it traded briefly at negative $37 per barrel, like it was junk that needed to be hauled away, that was this contract. It's called the West Texas Intermediate Light Sweet Crude Oil, or WTI for short. Is there like specific language? Is it just like a little bit of reading, like I yeah. so-and-so promised to deliver? Give me yeah, a little hit so, of that. So let me, if I can, I mean, do you want that right now? Let's, let's have a look. This is Ed Crooks. He works at a consultancy, Wood McKenzie, and he is Planet Money's oil phone-a-friend. It says as follows, delivery shall be made free on board at any pipeline or storage facility in Cushing, Oklahoma, with pipeline access to Enterprise Cushing Storage or Enbridge Cushing Storage, those two big pipeline and storage companies that operate there. This delivery contract says, in particular, that the seller has to deliver oil to the town of Cushing, Oklahoma. You got Google Earth up. I've got Google Earth up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to search Cushing, Oklahoma. There's a little reservoir. It's very pretty. Don't swim in it. Basically, what you see is a town that looks like it is entirely made up of oil tanks, just all these round circles, oil tank, oil tank, oil tank. And in fact, each one of them is like you could put a 747 inside of it. Very large above ground swimming pools for oil. This particular contract, this promise to transfer 1,000 barrels of oil sometime next month in Cushing, Oklahoma, is bought and sold by oil producers in Texas and by refineries in Louisiana, as you might expect. But this contract is also bought and sold by pension funds in the Midwest and by governments in Asia and hedge funds in London, by people and institutions all around the world. Every single day, these people are promising to buy and sell each other millions of barrels of oil. Next month, at a terminal in Cushing, Oklahoma. And yet, sort of strangely, almost none of these people expects to have anything to do with actual barrels of oil or with Cushing, or for that matter, with Oklahoma. The one thing they really don't be 
want to be doing is driving a truck to Cushing, Oklahoma <laughs> and filling it up with the oil that they get there. That's the last thing on their minds. It's like there are two different kinds of oil, the actual black goo that comes out of the ground and a financial abstraction that people buy and sell to each other to hedge risk or to make bets. In normal times, those two kinds of oil get along just fine. We don't even notice. But obviously, this is not a normal time. And this week, the relationship between those two kinds of oil blew up. So the story of how this happened, how the whole thing blew up, how oil came to be worth less than nothing, it starts with the physical oil, the stuff we pump out of the ground and send to Cushing. And it starts last month in March, which not coincidentally, Mary, it was the last time you and I did a show about oil. That was that moment when the Russians and the Saudis decided in the face of a collapsing economy and falling demand for oil, that they were going to start pumping more oil, not less. Ernie Barsamian told us the story of what happened in March. He's the CEO of a company called The Tank Tiger. And his whole business is connecting people who have empty oil tanks with people who are looking for a place to store oil. We're kind of Match.com, where they, we just kind of make the introduction and just get the heck out of the way. Okay, so there's people who are looking to store oil, and there's people who have places where oil can be stored, and you introduce right. those people to each other. Right. I'm the, I'm the light that goes on in the back porch and the moths fly around it. <laughs> okay. So it's that weekend in March. The Saudis and the Russians say that they're going to pump more oil and the price of oil plunges. It was Sunday night, March 8th, was the, probably the busiest day I've had in five years was on a Sunday night. You know, when they made the announcement and price dropped to $30 a barrel, um, you know, that cr immediately created a contango in the, in the marketplace. Contango. Let's do contango. Let's explain contango. I think, so. I think that feels right. So when Ernie says as he said, that the price of oil dropped to $30 a barrel. He means the price of that one contract we were just talking about, right? The contract to deliver 1,000 barrels of oil to Cushing, Oklahoma next month means you can pay $30 a barrel now to get 1,000 barrels next month. But this is not the only option available to you if you want to buy oil to be delivered in the future. You can buy oil for delivery two months from now or three months from now or four months from now, et cetera, et cetera, month by month, all the way out for years in the future. So suddenly on this day in March, you could buy oil for delivery next month for around $30 a barrel. But at the same moment, you could also buy oil for delivery in December of 2020 for around $35 a barrel. So this state of the world, when the price of oil several months in the future is higher than the price of oil to be delivered next month, that is contango. Contango, oil in the distant future, is more expensive than nowish oil. And think about what that means. That means you can enter into a contract to buy oil in April for about $30 per barrel, and at the same time enter into another contract to sell oil in December for $35 a barrel. That's free money. That's like $5 for free. Except for one small detail. You do have to figure out what to do with the oil between April and December, which is why everybody was calling Ernie that night in March. Yeah, they're saying, tell me about this storage. Is it available? Tell me, where, where can you find this and that? So we were doing a lot of that on Sunday night. And we, you know, we booked up a fair amount of storage just on that night. Okay. Basically, the big boys came in. They got all the you know, the, the storage in Cushing, they got all the storage in Houston, which has access to refineries and all the major pipelines. So, so, so now that's all, then, you know, we're done. That week, everything's taken out. Now it's like, okay, well, what's left? Well, you know, we got big deep water tanks in, in Philadelphia, Baltimore, you know, Charleston, South Carolina, you know, uh, you know, Tampa, Mobile, New Orleans, you know, places that 
people still like to go to, but you know, not a second tier. Yeah, they're, they're, those terminals don't leap tall buildings in a single bound. They're, uh-huh. not, they're not as interesting. And so wait, so just so I'm following the story, this is good. Th- those kind of second tier places, that's like what the rest of March or something. Those are filling up. Uh, yeah, we're we're talking early April now. Okay. Okay. Uh, because the contango is getting bigger and bigger, right? So people have more and more. It just keeps getting bigger. It, yeah. It's like Pac-Man. It, it feeds on itself. It just keeps going. Okay. And uh, I don't know if that's exactly how Pac-Man works, but I like it. Keep going. You're too young, then. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I played Pac-Man, but does Pac-Man what, feed what, on itself? What, 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 yeah, that's it. Very um, good. All right. So basically, now you now the big boys are tired. They're like, hey, look, you know, we got all the stories we want. Um, you know, and I stopped getting calls. I know they're done. They're kind of they're sated. By early April, the only storage left that you could book was very difficult to get to. So you got all these nooks and crannies. You got you got terminals, you know, basically all over the you know landlocked terminals, uh, small tanks, you know, that are barge access only. Um, you know, it's truck truck access, do that kind of thing, where it's going to cost you a lot more to get it there. And by this week, a lot of those nooks and crannies had been booked up. After the break there will be negative oil prices. The economy is changing so fast right now, and sometimes it seems like there's something new to worry about every day. On The Indicator from Planet Money, we bring you human stories and easy-to-understand explanations to help you make sense of these crazy times, all in just 10 minutes a day. That's The Indicator from Planet Money. We are almost to this moment, a.k.a. Monday, when the price of oil for the first time in history goes to negative $37 a barrel. But there's one more very important thing we got to talk about before we get there. And, and this very important thing goes back to that world of purely financial oil, of oil as a hedge or as a bet, of, of oil as an abstraction on a computer screen. The fact is this. The number of barrels of oil that people are promising to buy and sell at Cushing, Oklahoma in the future is much, much larger than the number of barrels that will actually be sold at Cushing, Oklahoma. So, for example, if you look right now at contracts for a few months out for this summer, people are promising to deliver like something like a billion barrels of oil a month in Cushing this summer. But there is no way this is going to happen. Everybody knows it. In fact, the number of barrels of oil that people are promising to deliver is like 10 times as high as the actual number of barrels that are going to be delivered. And in normal times, this is actually not a problem. Month after month, it's fine. And that's because financial oil people who have promised to buy oil but have no intention of actually buying any real oil get matched up with other financial oil people who have promised to sell oil but really have no intention of actually selling any oil. Some money changes hands, the bet is paid off, and the contract evaporates. It's just like in Candy Crush when the little candy pieces match each other and line up and they just go poof and they disappear like they never existed. But... There is this moment every month when the contract for the coming month expires, a deadline, a clear deadline. And this is the moment, the the minute, the second, when this abstract financial bet on the price of oil turns into a promise to buy or sell a thousand barrels of real physical oil in Cushing, Oklahoma next month. This deadline is right there in the fine print Ed Crooks read to us. Trading terminates three business days prior to the 25th calendar day of the month, prior to the contract month. This month, that meant 
yesterday. That meant Tuesday, April 21st. If you were an investor who had no intention of taking delivery of 1,000 barrels of oil, you had to sell your contract by Tuesday. On the day that it happens, it happens at half past two in the afternoon. It's very fun. It feels very Cinderella. I was ju- that's exactly the image I was using yesterday. As you say, the, the big thing is at the end of the night, your carriage turns into a pumpkin. And so you have to get out of the ball before that happens. You cannot be left sitting in a pumpkin when midnight strikes. And that's something that a lot of investors were facing. And by pumpkin, you mean a thousand barrels of oil and nowhere to put them. Exactly that. So in other words, as those investors are getting anxious to sell their contracts so they don't actually have to take delivery of oil, they rush to sell and the price starts to fall. And here, the abstract investment oil world meets with the world of physical, real oil. People see the price falling and they call Ernie at the Tank Tiger and they say, hey, Ernie, I want to buy this contract. Take delivery for the next month. Can you find me someplace to put the oil? That is exactly what happened Monday when the price of oil was imploding. I had dozens of phone calls from, you know, financial institution type hedge fund people. You know, can you find me storage? Can you find me storage? That kind of stuff. And what did you say when they called? I said, I can't help you. Why not? Well, were, I knew there was no storage. and They wanted prompt storage. Everything that was going on yesterday, I was just kind of eating popcorn and watching. It just wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't any, I, I couldn't help anybody. That is what happened. Some set of people or institutions in the financial world were trying to sell their abstract investment oil contracts before they suddenly magically turned into real physical oil. And because there was nowhere to put the real physical oil and the contract was about to expire, nobody wanted to buy it. When people are very desperate to sell and nobody wants to buy, the price of anything will fall very, very fast. And that is why the price of oil for delivery in Cushing in May briefly fell to negative $37 a barrel on Monday. By the time the contract actually expired on Tuesday afternoon, it had shot back up to the positive but still very, very low price of around $10. And oil selling at $10 a barrel, according to Ed Crooks, is sending a pretty straightforward message about the state of the world. The oil market is pointing to this very, very sharp decline in activity. It's saying, look outside, look at the roads, look at the the stores, look at the shopping malls, look look at the sky at the aircraft not flying. The downturn in activity has been colossal. And... Although the stock market's pulled back, it's not really reflecting the scale of the shock that we've had. Also, Ed says, that moment on Monday, that moment when the oil market broke, when financial oil crashed into the physical world, the price went down and down and down, that moment is also sending us a message. Our world in general has become phenomenally complex in terms of the physical world, in terms of supply chains, where we get our food, where we get everything we need to live. It's also become phenomenally complex in the financial world, as we learned during the financial crisis. And what we saw during Monday was an example of one of those complexities leading to a very serious rupture, really having quite a fundamental breakdown. And you have to think, given the huge strain that we're putting our economy and our financial system under at the moment, there have got to be more of those out there as certainly going to be more things that we can't even uh, imagine right now, but we're going to be finding out about over the months to come. Exciting. (laughs) Yeah, look forward to it. Good news. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. (laughs) 
What strange, complicated thing in the world is going to break next? Tell us so we can do a show about it. You can email us at planetmoney at npr.org, or you can find us on social media at Planet Money. Darian Woods and Nick Fountain produced today's episode. Alex Goldmark is our supervising producer, and Brian Erstadt edits the show. Sign up for our newsletter at npr.org slash planetmoneynewsletter. This week, we learned why the U.S. dollar gets stronger, not weaker, in a crisis. I'm Mary Childs. I'm Jacob Goldstein. This is NPR. Thanks for listening.